Welcome to the Ministry Podcast. It is such a privilege that you would tune in. All of my content is designed to bring hope to the dreamers and doers that Jesus offers us a better way to life and Jesus offers us a better way to lead. I hope you enjoy today's episode. So I just want to share our story, where, we're, where we've been at, where we're going. We're super grateful. There's been a lot of you, even we've had quite a few people come that have actually never been to our church when we've been at the movies, which is fun. And so, um, so in 2016, we started our church. It was actually, fun fact, it was, it was called Heart Cry Gathering. And so it was kind of a, you know, it's a spinoff of Heart Cry Church, and we were going to be in the northern part of Queen Creek. And so uh, we just had a vision. We wanted to, uh, we really believe missionally, um, it's really important to, to be a multiplying church. So church planting, it, it's, it's really, it's more, it's, we grow more not but just by addition, but by multiplication, right? Exponentially. So if every church plants two more churches, they plant two more churches, it's actually far more effective than just building one large church. Uh, and so that's why we decided, hey, we're going to plant our own church and uh, we're just going to see what God does. And so 2016, we did that. And for, to be honest, I can't tell you how pumped I was. We we're in the movie theater. And that was like our big sell. For the first two years, we're like, we're the church at the movies. You know, like, there you go. And so our popcorn was the holy aroma to the Father. And uh, it, was, it was honestly our biggest selling point. Like, I, I was so proud. All the cards, the trailer, everything said church at the movies. And I've been super grateful for it. And I really hate it because in the church planting journey, a lot of my uh, professors and um, some directors of church planting were like, ah, the movies. And I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong. The movies is amazing. And it's been a huge gift for us. And so over the next two years, though, uh, we actually started to craft our identity. I know you're probably supposed to start your identity and then launch, but um, I don't think God works that way sometimes. So we had to kind of get to know us. And so God kind of crafted our vision. And so what was it, Caleb? Like um, January uh, or August of 18 or January of 19, we came out by saying, okay, this is our vision statement. It's passionately pursuing the life and lifestyle of Christ in Queen Creek. That's right, right up there. That, that actually controls absolutely everything we do. Now, the first two years, we didn't have that yet. In fact, we weren't even called Passion Creek. We were trying to learn our own identity. And something that wasn't fun at all, Heart Cry Church used to meet at Newell Barney Junior High. And so when we left, there were still a mobile church as well. One year in, this building opened. And it just, it killed me because everyone said, why aren't you just at the building? You, you, you gave it your best shot. I know you're at the movies, but they have their own building now. So stay there. And I'm like, no, we're not, we're here for a greater mission. We're, we're here, we're, we're called to be different. We, God's given us our own unique identity. And really the decision we made to stay at the movies was everybody was saying, okay, but you know, not a lot can happen in the next 10 weeks. But my vision was, but what will our church look like in the next 10 years? And so we need to form our own people and do our own thing. Uh, not because I don't like my dad. I love my dad. Um, but, you know, like when you get married, it's nice to move out of the house. Amen. And so um, I realized we were a new family. We're all family here. It's so great. Our Princess Workshop, we're doing stuff together. I love the community we have here with HeartCry. But I also love the fact that we're our own thing. And I think that that's really good for the overall mission. It's healthy for us and it's healthy for HeartCry as they helped us start. So again, with, with our vision, it's those four principles. Number one, passionately pursuing. Every decision we make will determine, okay, we want to help people in every stage of their life. We do not want to be a church plant that says, okay, we're here for young families. We want to be here for everyone. And we want to be here for people, again, if you've been in the Princess Workshop, every stage of the Christian life. 
Something that we're uh, really mindful of, it's really common in America to say, okay, we're going to help you grow until you serve, and now we're done with you. You're all just about serving, you figured out the gospel, now just help others. And we, we want more people to serve at our church, but we want to go beyond that. We want to help you in your betrothal to Jesus. And I'm not going to preach all that again, but that's what we talk about with the four stages of the Christian life. Then life in Christ. We're nothing without the blood of Jesus. I just preached about that tonight. Everything's about the gospel. So if we ever do something that's against the life, our life in Christ, we're not going to do it. Lifestyle. If you're part of the Princess Workshop, that's this Tuesday night. Um, We really emphasize the practices of Jesus. We believe our practices have the power to form our future. And so we actually believe in the power of having a routine. We believe in the power of understanding your own personality and recognizing there's certain practices that you need to put in place that are really fun for you that Jesus did as well. Also really hard for you, but Jesus did as well, and it helps uh, conform us into his image. And the last thing is in Queen Creek. Our vision has always been we want to be in Queen Creek, the city of Queen Creek. Um, We want to make this city a better place. We have a greater purpose more than just for the people in this room, but to make our neighbors uh, uh, make our neighbors followers of Jesus, to be honest, but even at a, at a baseline level, just to make this a better place. Okay, so that's everything we do is with those kind of four principles in mind. So we will never make a decision that goes against that vision. Now our current predicament. 2020 came, none of us knew. Let me just say though, because they say a lot of preachers said like 2020 vision, we're gonna have more clarity than ever. This could be the best year ever. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that fell flat. Uh, I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit, our, our sermon was actually Mary had a different metric. And I said in 2020, we're going to have to measure success differently. I didn't know what that meant, but I'm a prophet. I'm just kidding. No. So, um, but I realized, wow, like every week when coronavirus came, I'm like, now I know why you called us to do that message. And Harkins was one of the first things to shut down. And as you know, it's probably one of the last businesses to open back up, which I'm sad because Top Gun 2 should be out right now. And so now we're in this predicament. And if it were three years ago, I would have said, let's just stay online. We can't meet here. Why? Because we are not our own identity yet. And if we come here, there'll be more confusion. They won't understand the vision that we're trying to put in place. And so we just can't be around here. It sounds terrible and dumb, but it's true. Like we, we wanted to craft Passion Creek Church. But I believe we've done that. God has done a lot. Let's go, Casey. All right. Um, I think God has done that. I, th- I believe God has given us a unique identity over the last couple of years. Um, I think that things are starting to exponentially grow for us as a church family, and I'm super grateful for that. There was a day when like only the first three rows would be here right now, and so I'm grateful. And it's been a hard road, but I'm grateful for it because now I know that our identity, it can withstand any storm. I really do believe that because it's centered around the, the life and lifestyle of Christ Jesus. And so they actually just recently gave me a call and said, hey, um, we just want to keep you updated. This was right before Governor Ducey, too. And they said, we think we'll in- open uh, the middle of July, which not now. Uh, and they said, but, but uh, we're so sorry. But um, we don't think we'll let you rent from us for a while because um, private rentals, there's too many um, variables that we don't have control of. We can't control where your people sit, blah, 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 blah. And so Harkins is closing down all private rentals for, for any occasion for a while. And, if, and, and I think we all can kind of see the writing on the wall. We don't know when the movie theater will open back up just in general because of everything. It's, it's got to be one of the last things that open up. So we just can't sit here on pause, right? And just wondering and waiting and figuring out what do we do next. And so uh, since March, me and Caleb and, and Shay, the rest of our team, we've just been asking God for wisdom. 
And um, honestly, I remember telling Caleb when we announced that we're going to meet at HeartCry just for like six weeks or so, waiting, you know, how naive of us. We thought we'd only be here for a couple weeks. Um, and I told Caleb, I said, I hope they don't love this place so much that they don't want us to go back. Like, that's what I told him. I was like, what if like this is amazing here? And I thought, why did I say that? And I think there was still that, that fear that coming here, we would lose our identity. And I just don't, I don't want that. I want us to have our own vision. Um, but again, like I said, I believe it's more solidified than, than I imagined. Um, and so, long story short, we've been asking God for wisdom and for wisdom. And here's kind of where we think we're at. Here's where we think um, that, that we're going to do in the future. Let me, let me first of all acknowledge the cons of us staying here. Um, by the way, we believe, let me just say it right now, we believe for the foreseeable future we will meet here. I would hate to go back to the theater and then it close again and, and so many different variables. So I'm going to give you the reasons why we think there's some pros to, to staying here for the meantime. Uh, some cons, though, that we recognize. A night service is different. I get that. So I'm sorry. Uh, some of you guys love the night service. You're like, I am actually awake and I actually listen to your whole sermon. Thanks. I appreciate that. That's nice. That feels so great. Others of you, like me, I'm a morning person. I wake up at 4.30 or 5 every morning. So like, like 6 o'clock, it's like, shouldn't I be in bed by now? Right? And so I know I'm anxious all day. Like I'm waiting to meet with you guys and, and worship together. And so something that my spiritual director advised me uh, to think about. He says, well, is the morning just because you're used to it? And how can this actually be good for your people? And so he mentioned, uh, and I think this is true for us, something we've been preaching a lot at our church is rest and, and intentional Sabbath. And I actually think this is a unique opportunity for us on Sunday mornings to spend time with family, to be really intentional. I think it'd be cool for us to kind of establish some like new breakfast rhythms where you go out somewhere uh, and have breakfast as a family, go on a hike when it's not 118,000 degrees out. I think there's a lot of cool things we can do and foster that time. I think it does create uh, just a good time of rest. And so I'm encouraged by that. I think that's a good move. Um, we moved it from six o'clock to five o'clock because we want to go out to dinner with you guys after. And so uh, by the time it's seven, my kids are done. Right, but we can go to dinner somewhere at six, uh, six thirty, and so we want to foster the, that community, and so we're trying to honestly show we we think there's pros to having a night having it at night, but we recognize there are cons, and we're not dumb. Okay, we know this isn't perfect, but 2020 is not perfect. All right, um, the other thing uh, that I mentioned, oh yeah, we also recognize for some of you it's a lot closer. You're like, yeah, this is great. I'm just down the road. Let me just acknowledge for others of you, this is a lot further away. And we're sorry for that. And, um, and honestly, if we have our way, as we're going to talk about getting our own building, we'd love to be more North Queen Creek at the end of the day. We'd love to be further, closer to the Polytechnic campus, which is still very much about our vision. And so we'd love, we're, we're hunting down, looking where we can be at permanently up in the northern part. But we're so grateful for here. HeartCry has been so generous to us. They've been very, very good to us. And uh, just make sure anytime you see uh, like my dad or any of their staff, just thank them for allowing us to be here because we could be homeless right now. All of my other church planning friends, they don't have a place to meet. They're still online and they literally don't know when they're going to meet back together. I've had two church planning friends that started the same year as me close their doors in this last month. It's just too much. They don't know where there's been a lot of division over dumb things. And I'm just grateful that we've been unified. Of course, I know some of y'all disagree with some of the decisions we've made, but I'm grateful that overall, you know what we're saying? You know what? We're going to sacrifice and we're going we're gonna to be here. The food's still not here. Oh my gosh. All right. So it's here. We'll start passing it out. Or is it like, oh good. Praise the Lord, King Jesus. Okay. Um, 
Now, let me give you some, some pros and, and kind of like what we think we're going to do for the future. Number one, the reason, I think the biggest reason we think it's important for us to stay here is stability. Stability is huge in the time of chaos. And I would hate for us to say, we're going to meet here. Oh, now we got to go over here. Now we're going to do this. We know this place isn't going anywhere. And so we're grateful for that. I think stability is huge. Here, you know what also I think? Not just building-wise, because we're not, guys, I don't know if you've noticed. I'm not the, um, I'm not like every day is like, oh my gosh, end times. You know, I can point right to Revelation where this is happening. I'm not that smart. But y'all, it's going to get harder and harder, I think, for churches to rent from public places. I just think so. It's just trending that way, okay? So I'm grateful that we get to be here, and I don't, I don't think my dad will turn a heretic soon, so I think he'll allow us to be here for a while, right, as we preach the gospel. Another thing of stability, though, I think this builds steady relationships. The hardest, the biggest burden about the theater that was just hard for me was there was always a movie playing when we were done with service. We had to hurry up and get out. And I hated that because I wanted us to get to know each other well. And I'm grateful for growth groups. We've, we've, we did a lot of stuff. We labored. We, we tried to make the, the theater look different. We did so much to try to like just keep the relationships. But guys, in all of this chaos, we just mentioned we have a loneliness crisis. I think what's just as important as coming to the service is the conversations you'll have after. We believe in that wholeheartedly. And so that gives us this, that stability here. Another thing we're actually interested in doing um, that I think will be good and stable for us and build relationships. Um, HeartCry has been very generous, and so our rent here is dramatically less than uh, the theater. Uh, yeah, so we're grateful for that. So we're going to take some of that money. We're going to take a lot of it and actually save it to get our own building and to set ourselves up for our future. But also we're going to take some of that and spend it on food. So I think what would be cool is the first... You're pumped. Uh, where were you during my sermon? I'm just kidding. Um, so the first we're talking about, we're throwing this around, maybe um, not from a certain place, but what we want to do is every first Sunday of the month, we're going to have dinner after together. It's provided by us. And let's just have food together and just enjoy each other's company. And I think sometimes it'll be like a Q&A with, with me and Caleb about uh, different biblical topics. Other times, don't worry, we'll just shut up and you guys can eat, okay? So we'll just keep doing that. But we think that'd be a really fun rhythm uh, once a month, every first Sunday of the month, where we just kind of have family time together and we eat together. Does that sound good? Um, another thing we think, though, is um, here's my biggest worry. I don't want us to confuse stability with comfortability. We need to be stable but not comfortable. I put it this way, we can be comfortable or we can grow, but we cannot do both. So what I mean by that, I was talking to Caleb and I said, man, I, I was just reading a leadership book and it said, uh, churches grow when there's tension. When, when there, there's, you know, you got to run after something and it doesn't come easy. And I told Caleb, I said, heart cry is easy. And he said, are you kidding me? Heart cry is actually the hard one. This is actually the uncomfortable one. I said, tell me more, Caleb, right? He said, think about it. In the theater, we reach a certain capacity now where if we didn't grow, the theater still felt full. In the one we were meeting in, it felt full. It was comfortable. Guess what? We, our, our kid spaces were limited, but you know what that means? We didn't have to get as many kid workers anymore because all we can provide was to a certain age and we were done and just said, we did our best. This is at the theater. Here, we have no excuse. There are kids' rooms that can be filled with children. Praise the Lord. And what that means, though, honestly, is we need more people to serve in that area. So in a lot of ways, guys, if we have a low Sunday here, this seats 700 people, you feel that, you know, it feels a little bit awkward. 
But so, so really, there's tension here, and I'm grateful that Caleb pointed that out. Another thing I want to point out, not only stability, we think here is a good move because of the scalability. And so we do have room to grow. Um, I'm super grateful we're filling up this middle section, and we can begin to fill up the other ones as well. The biggest thing is room for children and youth. Um, guys, we can now have a children's ministry. You know what I hate? Every Easter, we do so good at like making an Easter ad on Facebook and YouTube, and families would come, and they would see that we didn't have a ministry like for elementary school kids, and so they would leave. And they would say, we wanted to go, but you didn't have anything for my elementary school kid. And it would just tear me apart. And it'd be people I would share the gospel to, people I saw at the gym, other things, and it's like, we can't do anything with you because we don't have, we literally didn't have a place to do that at the theater. Here, there's more than enough rooms for that. Now, are we there yet? As of today, we're not. But that's why this is also a call and a challenge for you to pray and figure out how can you serve alongside of us. Uh, we have the curriculum. We, we know what we're supposed to do. We just need the people to do it. Um, but we can grow into it. And um, yeah, we just have a lot more scalability, a lot more room. The other thing is servability. So at the theater, almost all of us had one job and it was set up and tear down, Right? And it's like, you serve the church, but just help us. Throw everything in the trailer. We don't care how it looks. Just make sure the door, you know, shuts at the end of it. And so what's great now is we actually get to serve in other unique ways. Uh, the biggest area of service is children. We, have, we need uh, kids' church helpers, more preschool helpers, more nursery helpers. You know why we need more? Because we have more of those children, which is a blessing. Um, we need people on the production team because this actually is more involving we need some more people on the welcome team. Starting in a few weeks, we've ordered some new signage and stuff. And so what we're going to have is on your way out, there's going to be a station for a red box, which is if you're new, we're keeping that, but also a blue box. And we've put together some curriculum about if you're interested in salvation and baptism. So we need people to man those stations. Um, we need uh, even merchandise. We have shirts and stuff. We just never had a place to sell it. Now we do here. And so we need somebody to run that. Missions and outreach. We're so grateful. We have um, a young adult who, has, who is saying, hey, I will help kind of lead this outreach thing. But guess what? Um, it's the one that's been yelling the whole time, by the way, uh, Casey. And I love it. And, um, or is it Kenzie yelling? Okay. Anyways, they're twins. So their voice sounds the same, right? Is that, does that make sense? Um, but anyways, she actually has a lot of great outreach ideas, and so we need to do them. But she can't do them alone. We have to do them together. Administrative help. There's a lot more administrative things involved, um, helping organize events, counting Sunday's offering, printing things off. And then growth groups. As we grow, uh, that's the backbone of our church is meeting in homes throughout the week, which we will still uh, be adamant about that. Uh, we do want to meet in homes throughout the week because we think that's where community happens. And even, this is last on the list, but even the cafe and the refreshments. It'd be amazing if we had somebody uh, that, that ran that for us. So there's a lot of places to serve here. And we would love, uh, we'd be grateful, one, to find your talent and passion. But two, sometimes uh, doing things you don't love, but we just have a hole to fill. And we're so grateful in this season that you fill it. Does that make sense? And so that's, we want to be that as a part of the conversation. But again, um, something I'm grateful for with HeartCry, and I want us to get there culturally. They have so many people who have servants' hearts, and they just like, they're really good at getting people just to fill in slots to serve. And again, for us, we were in a unique position because of the theater. Y'all had to do one job, but now we have that opportunity to also adapt to that kind of culture and how we're just a serving culture, and we're always doing some, something uh, somewhere. Um, I'm going to close, and you guys can begin to enjoy it. Well, you're already enjoying your food, but... Uh, I can begin to enjoy the food.
But I do want to encourage you with this, though. Um, we don't believe that this will be forever. You know, I think it's really important, like when we give premarital counseling, we say, you know, it's really important, I think, when you first get married, to get out of the house. You know, like you got to make your own family. You got to have your own identity. It's just kind of weird. Some people do it and whatever. I don't want to fight about that tonight, but it's probably smart to kind of get away from your parents and, and find your own thing. But I also think it's really smart. After you've kind of built your identity, there's, there's a time and a place to move in back with your parents to set yourself up for a way better future to set yourself up for a house that your kids can, can live and enjoy in for forever. And so sometimes that means a year or two or three where you're just at your, uh, you're at your, your parents' house, but you know that this will be a blessing uh, to, in the future, right? And so that's kind of where we're at. I believe we're a young family who is grateful for their parents' house. This is like quite literal for me too, so that's what's kind of funny. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not our house. We're grateful for it. It's awesome. You know what I say is better than having a pool? Having a parent who has a pool. Amen? You don't got to keep it up and all this stuff. But this is overall for the mission. And for the mission of God to, to extend for, for our kids and their kids, it's best for us to save up and get our own place and be a kind of church that Heart Cry has been and help other churches start and house them for a while and send them out, and they do it over and over and over again. Does that make sense? And so I think that's the future for us. We can't get comfortable here. We're very grateful here, but that doesn't mean that we're comfortable. So just a financial basis, we ask you to keep sacrificially giving. We're so grateful. Um, let me just say thank you. Coronavirus did not put a blip at all in our giving, and thank you for that. I've had a lot of pastor friends. They just don't know what they're going to do because a lot of them had to shut their doors because the giving just stopped. But you guys understood the mission. You understood we'd be back. You understood we're using it for the glory of God. So I'm grateful for that. And it's also grateful, what is it, like 90% of our church gives online. So it wasn't really a, a difficult transition for most of us. Um, so please don't stop giving. In fact, we've been really grateful for a while because North American Mission Board has supported us financially for the first uh, four years of our church. Well, guess what? This month, they said, we're no longer giving you money. Have fun. And so I said, thanks, Nam. Appreciate you. Huh. All right. So we've actually been receiving funds um, from, from the North American Mission Board that we will no longer be receiving. So we have to replace that. Again, we're grateful we don't have rent to give to Harkins. We had to pay $680 every Sunday there, which maybe that sounds like a lot to you, but schools are even way more expensive than that. Um, and so we're we'll able to save that. But I'm going to be honest. We have three people on staff. We all do other different jobs and whatnot, um, but I love our team. I don't want to lose any member of our team. In fact, I want to add more members to our team because we want to care for you spiritually. And so, you know what's crazy? People need money to live and to have kids and a family. I never knew that, right? And so we have to support them. And I think there are, our team is, is well worth their wages and their work. And, um, and I just, I'm just so grateful when, I, when it was just me Man, we could not get over growth humps at all because that's just a lot on one person. And so I'm healthier. Our church is so much healthier because of Pastor Caleb. Our church is, our church is so much healthier because of Shay and how much she helps out with administrative work. And those are just the people on, on, um, on salary or, or uh, that we give to. I wouldn't even call it salary, but it's uh, that we give to. And so we'd love to increase that and also get more people. Does that make sense? And so we just think this is actually an opportunity to grow and not just to hunker down. Uh, we, we believe in our gospel. We believe in our vision. 
We believe in what we're doing. And so that's why we just ask you and invite you to continue, uh, to, to continue to be a part of this mission, to continue to, to be consumed in God time, gather time, group time, and go time. It's just such a privilege. Uh, Caleb, did I forget anything? No? Cool. Um, so that's it. Again, we're so grateful for you guys. And I understand some of you guys are really bummed about us not being back at the theater. Let me just say I'm one of them. I love the theater. I can't wait to go back there for movies. Um, but sometimes we have, to, we have to take that next step of growth. And it's really hard to do and it's uncomfortable. But I just see God really blessing us where we're at. And so I just think it's the right thing for us to do. And it, it wasn't an easy decision. My stubborn self wanted to say, no, we'll figure out another way. We'll go back to the theater. But I gave in uh, to King Jesus. He knows what's best. By the way, Jesus is the chief shepherd of our church. Amen. He's the head pastor. And so, um, yeah, so that's what's also fun. Uh, Heart Cry Church, or we come from their heritage. I actually was asked when we first started our church, somebody said, so what's your plan for a building? And I said, honestly, I don't have one yet. Because my plan is to build the people and God will build the church. I really think it goes in that order. And so I think if I started out by saying we have to have a building right away, I think I may, our leadership may have used you more than love you. I think it would have, we would have been scared to say some things because we, we worried more about our budget than we should have been. And so I'm grateful for that. Uh, but I also had uh, my father, he set the example uh, when I was 12, we started this church and they moved seven different times before they got into this building. So they understood the power of not getting comfortable and being flexible and changing things around for the mission. And so now we have here, but it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of people getting really uncomfortable, but they believed in the vision. And so we are actually, we, we walk in those footsteps. We, we walk in that legacy, and we want to be that legacy for the next church plant and the next church plant. So yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. Um, that's why we say, at the best leadership principle is to say, this is what we're doing for now, because uh, you never know what tomorrow will bring. And so, but we're pretty confident that what we're doing now, God's hand has been all over it, and we're just... My biggest confidence is because of you guys. I look at your faces. I look at, um, I just think about our conversations. God is working on your souls and it is such a privilege and it's a privilege to pray for you every week. And uh, we just love you guys and, and we're grateful. We're grateful for you. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the food. It's good. Is it good? I wouldn't know. <laughs> just kidding.